What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Laura, what do you got? It's Foodie Friday. Yeah. 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 I took a week off because, you know, okay. your girl needs to um, help the weight out. But this week and today we went to the Talpa restaurant and bar in West Pico Boulevard in West L.A. And we're going to check in with Morales. Who was there? Okay, it is Foodie Friday. We're in the city of West L.A. on Pico Boulevard at the Talpa restaurant. The owner, David Rios, him and his brother, Danny, run it. David, thank you so much for having us. Thank you guys so much for being here. Now, the Talpa is an amazing place. Some people might be familiar. UCLA football, before game, after game, people come here. World Cup, the place is popping. But here's what I know it for. The best taquitos in the city by far. The pesole, amazing. This will get you right on a Sunday morning, right, David? Yes, it will. You know what I'm talking about, right? Very much, yes. But here's the thing that you said you got to come and try. This burrito. Tell me about it. So it's the Burrito Caballero, and it's famous because of the sauce that goes on top of it. That's what makes a burrito, which the sauce is made with spicy uh, chilies, tomatillo, and it's cooked in pork. So you can put that sauce on anything, and it will taste delicious. What's the name of it? The Burrito Caballero. Tell me that. Say that one more time. The Burrito Caballero. I love how he says that. The Talpa Restaurant, Pico Boulevard, West L.A. It's popping. The inside is amazing, the ambience. June 15th, you guys will be back open inside. Can't wait to come inside, have a margarita, and meet the owners, David and Danny Rios. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it, Chris, for a little foodie Friday. That how often do they get the World Cup in uh, in Pasadena? They get that like uh, every couple of weeks or what? Place is popping during the World Cup. No, I think what he means is national <laughs> team games. Right, so, national team games, any okay. soccer games. Show some culture matches. here. When the World yeah, Cup is here, it's gracious. popping. The place is popping. Yeah, you know, any uh, Mexican and, place is popping though, man. You right. got you got people, good food, drinks, yeah. Yeah. sports. I mean, li- like if you guys just want to go have a good time. Eat some really good Mexican food and watch the games. That's your place. Yeah. I'm going to try and, that burrito and, caballero. And as he pointed mm-hmm. out, after you know UCLA games before and after Woo-hoo. UCLA games, it's popping. Okay. So uh, there you go. How about the pozole? He goes, yo, you know pozole? what I'm talking about. He goes, you know what I'm talking about, right? Sunday yeah. morning, this will get your head on straight. You know what I'm talking about. And the yeah, dude's yeah. like, um, yeah, actually, I do. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. As a yeah, fact. I know. I make it. Yeah, man. <laughs> if if you are ever really hungover yeah you need to find a good mexican spot or hit me up because my mom makes really good menudo Mm -hmm. or pozole anything spicy like that you're good yeah i think chorizo like i need grease you know chorizo chorizo, burrito for huevos you're just saying the words you know not the foods you like yeah yeah you are literally just trying to flex (laughs) your latino uh, language he's like let me show you See, huevos, queso. Not for, not for a hangover. No, no, no. Let me teach Salsa. you. Menudo, pozole. Uh-huh. Menudo, pozole? Yes. For a hangover, it's, para mí, like for me, it's menudo, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. some people love pozole too, and if it's spicy, it, it, it's going to cure you. Yeah. For me, I like albo dangas myself. <laughs> you know that soup? The meatball, salt, meatball soup? Yeah, albondigas. Albondigas? Albo dangas? Yeah, them. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh here. This is just making me laugh. So there's, there's I was there's flexing. That. I was. I was flexing. Yeah. yeah no flex. Um, I want to go to see UCLA games this year, actually, because they're going to be good in college yeah. basketball. Notice how I said college true? basketball. Yeah, I thought okay, you were I like, like, I know. I, know. I, was like, I, was, I was happy really? until you said that. I was like, hmm. Yeah. You see some football games? I mean, it's true. No. I, I know. I, I mean, I guess we could. I don't, you know, we can drive to Pasadena and watch the games. I don't know how competitive they'll be. I mean, I hope they will be, but I know they'll be good at basketball. Well, maybe they'll be good enough to uh, represent the yeah. Pac-12 in this new uh, proposed college football playoff. Because if yeah. I'm USC and I'm UCLA and I'm Oregon and I'm you know any Pac-12 school, I'm going, okay, you know what? We want it in, and they're going to expand it, and we're going to have our shot. So. Well, let, let's, let's, get to, let's finish the conversation we were just having first, yeah. and yeah. then we can get into that. But my yeah. thing was, like, we can go to the Talpa and then go watch a UCLA game. Like, that's, that was Correct. Fun. Burrito um, Caballero. Because the, you, you can't go to the Talpa before UCLA football game because it's on the complete opposite side of town. So I'm talking more. That's, that's why I was referring more to basketball. Um, but also that the football team is probably not going to be that good either. So, you know, there's that. 13-0. and 0. They're going 13-0. and 0. Oh, here he comes. Oh, I mean, Greg, call. I, I'm a UCLA fan, but 13-0 to start the basketball season in November? Yeah. Both. Football oh. season. Both. Oh, oh, man. Oh, oh, man. Los dos. Right to the playoff. 
right? And Lakers are going to be undefeated next that's year. That's UCLA, boy. Of course. I love UCLA, but Dodgers won't lose another game this year. That's right. <laughs> I was you can always believe until it actually starts. Okay. Raiders so, will be 17-0. Yeah. That's what, every, it, what, what, what do you think is like – like, when you say these things, Greg, before I go back to Kaplan <laughs> and him, him, him criticizing um, Sean McVay. Um, Debbie Downer? Yeah. Before – like, when you say these things – like, do you – is there even an inkling that you believe them? Like, or are you just saying them because you're like, nope, just got to be positive because I love How them. much of a bit is the bit is the question. <laughs> it is a very large bit. I am not a big fan of Chip Kelly, and I don't think he's going to turn this program around. But I need to be positive, and I need to have, believe. So 13-0. and 0. Which, by the way, I, I that's a big whiff on my part. Like, I would have thought that Chip you're not Kelly alone. – in a couple, at least within a couple of years, would have had some modicum of success. So, um, you're not alone on that, right? He so, sort of Kelly did bring luster. the best food budget of any D1 team to the yeah. squad, and I'm like yeah. only halfway joking about that. Like he yeah. upped the level of food game, which I know Greg enjoys a lot. You know, to to the program. So, I mean, that's but, that's, that's got to be a positive. You know for, what? Honestly, what I would do if I were. Um, if I were any of these schools in the Pac-12, you know, real quick, just to do that, just as we were talking about UCLA, if those jobs become available, why don't you just do what Oregon did and go hire a, a guy from the SEC like Mario Cristobal, like who was an assistant and like good at recruiting and all that. Like to me, like that's the move. You know what I'm saying? Like just go hire the the lead recruiter slash offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator type from the SEC and just bring them to the Pac-12. Like, I don't see how that doesn't make sense to me. George, the reason you don't do that is because those guys have been passing on the dudes they'd be playing with otherwise forever anyway. And so you can't just walk back into those recruiting bases and be like, okay, I want you now. I mean, Crystal Ball's done a good job of getting people to Oregon, like, you know, beyond just the West Coast kids. Yeah, but I just mean in general, that's that's probably your biggest hurdle there is that you've been shunning this – recruiting base forever so to speak you know what i mean and that's why so many kids are ending up sort of right. in these you know, also ran schools in the pack the, the, the sec and acc have raided california like uh ukulele the kid at clemson right. who's gonna yeah. start this year's from here yeah, like those, that's the top top you know that yeah. is the top that is the absolute very best of high school football if you're clemson or alabama or notre dame or schools like these you can come into Southern California and you can take the very, very best of the best. The kid that's going to go to SC to play quarterback can also go to Alabama or Notre Dame Correct. if he wants to. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let, let's pause that for a second, the college football stuff. Let's table that for a second. Let's finish up the conversation we were just having about Sean McVay. So you believe Kaplan, as we yeah. were just talking about Sean McVay, wanting to kind of uh, – who got a little snipey at the media um, – and Laura, play the sound one more time, because apparently he was saying he was praising Matt Stafford and maybe someone perhaps might have taken it out of context, saying that, oh, maybe he's taking a shot at Jared Goff. Um, and he responded this way. You know, I, I hate that I even have to say this, but I think uh, I made a comment earlier that was definitely taken out of context. I am very excited. I have been in a good mood because of the confidence I have in this team. But by no means is that a slight to anybody, you know, like Jared, who has done a phenomenal job for the last four years here. You know, I, I hated that I even have to address that, but I do think out of respect for him and all the good things he's done, I am in a good mood, but that doesn't mean it's not because we're working together uh, or because of just Stafford exclusively. There's a lot of good things going on that I feel really good about and I'm confident about. So don't twist my words when I didn't say that. Yeah. All right. Finally. Okay, good. I'm saying this to you guys. The L.A. media has helped build Sean McVay into being this great, great coach. And it's because in year one, he turns them around. In year two, he's in the Super Bowl. Um, Year three, things don't go so well. Year four, they're back in the playoffs. And he and Les Snead find a way to get themselves out from this insane contract that they had given to their quarterback. And it wasn't necessarily... Uh, McVay's quarterback, but he was the Rams quarterback already. George, all I'm saying is this. It's good to see McVay get a little testy, and it's good to see the L.A. media poke at him a little bit. He's not above criticism. He's not Bill Belichick. He's a good NFL coach who's a very young good NFL coach. He's not 
a great Hall of Fame NFL coach. He's still only a four-year, he's a senior. He's a fifth-year senior in coaching. That's what he is. Am I, am I way off here? Is he? What, but I don't understand your position. Do you think he's a good coach or not? I think he's. I think he's a solid coach. I don't know yet if he's a really good coach. I know that he had one team that went to the Super Bowl, and by the way, he was standing there on the field before the game, completely enamored with the moment and the coach that he was coaching sure. against. Could and happen. So, um, well, yeah. But I mean, you were enamored when you joined BNLZ, clearly. I mean, oh, listen, wow. when we were talking about the the, the Bill Belichick's. Of, of L.A. radio, right? So, yeah, I mean, I was I, there was a fanboy moment for me, you know? Um, I don't think, I, I think that the L.A. media has been very easy on any criticism towards Sean McVay. I think it was very convenient to put everything on Jared Goff. And I think that for him to get a little testy, because maybe not everybody's just kissing his butt all of a sudden, I like that. I, I agree with Cap, but I agree for a different reason, which is that it's not that the LA media, I think, was too soft on him. I just think that the, what's it called, the honeymoon period has been extremely long. You know, for a guy who, okay, so you, you made a Super Bowl, but once that word caught on, I think people automatically assumed that that thus meant he was a genius. The 11 package, this, that, and a third. You're like, oh, okay, well, that worked for a couple seasons and now they're just another good football team, but they're still a good football team, you know? And that's something that I think is worth differentiating in terms of the leeway he gets from the media in terms of accountability and expectations, you know? Like, I'm not saying that the guy's got to get canned tomorrow, but it's like, yo, maybe he's not the genius that we thought. He's simply an excellent NFL coach. That's an okay thing to say about a team that got to one Super Bowl and hasn't made it back since. Yeah, but the pressure's on now because – you had the quarterback, you, you found a way to get out from underneath the contract, and then you went out and you got a veteran quarterback with Hall of Fame caliber statistics, and, and that is the missing element to your team. The biggest problem with the Rams has been the quarterback, or so that's been the position. That's yeah. been what we've talked about. I never agreed with that. So I'm not sure that Matthew Stafford is going to walk through the door and be to the Rams what Tom Brady was to the Buccaneers. Because when Tom Brady walks in, everybody goes, tell us what to do, Tom. We'll do what you say. When Matthew Stafford walks in, people don't say that. Do well, they? also, Matthew Stafford's not Tom Brady. I mean, we're in lockstep on this, Cap. You know what I'm saying? I, I totally agree. Like, the quarterback can be better, and the team cannot necessarily improve drastically. You know, that's well within the possibility in terms of, you know, I think what Stafford brings to the table. And I think that's where the McVay factor comes in. How much better is this team actually going to get beyond just rating one quarterback is better than another in the sort of simplicity of a, of, well, a, of, a, of one look, guy versus it, another, you know? As long now their defense is going to have a different coordinator in Raheem Morris, right? A more experienced coordinator. Maybe it's not a better situation. Maybe it's not a better experience. Maybe uh, it is. Just because, just because they have a more experienced uh, coordinator. Um, but there's also there's some synergy there between those two. Clearly, they've been friends for a long time, and I think that that, that could potentially help. Um, I think that Sean, um, I, like I'm very high on Sean. Like, and, and you know, we've had we've all had these discussions about it. Like, I'm I am good with him being more involved or having people in place that he trusts because I don't think anyone in any position of power doesn't do the same. But if we're gonna sit here and 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 argue that this Rams team, at least on paper, and on paper means nothing because you got to play the games. Injuries can happen. There's so many different pitfalls that can happen during a season, particularly during football, which is in essence a battle of attrition. Literally, <laughs> when you watch guys play and you know collide with each other like they're in car crashes, you know, 75 times a game. Like I, I do think that strange things happen, right? It's why people love it because there's very little predictability when it comes to the National Football League. However. With that said, you give yourself the best chance if you have a quarterback that you feel confident in. They know they've got a defense they feel confident in. So if the quarterback can perform to an above-average standard, which is what he's been throughout his career, as opposed to a sub-average standard, which is the quarterback that they've had outside of an outlier year here or there, then, I, I, you know, in theory, they should perform better. A lot of that also depends, though, on what the other external forces look like, the teams in the division. There's a lot of things, but you have to upgrade. 
And clearly they felt like they upgraded with this guy. Will it be enough? We'll see. Will it be enough to compete against the other team's upgrades? We'll see. All right. I don't think so. All right. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't think so either. Listen, I, I hope I'm wrong. What would be amazing would be the Rams making the Super Bowl the first year that SoFi Stadium is open to fans and the first time that the Super Bowl is back in L.A. after okay. however many years. Sure, it, because it's only happened – well, last year it happened, right? But right. Uh, So here's what I would say because we got to wrap. But I'll say – I'll leave you with this and then we can move on. I do want to touch on this college football thing. And actually, we didn't do the God-forsaking Kuzma thing, which we're going to do in the next second. <laughs> um, so what I would say is this, is that if you're the Rams – Okay, and you play in what I deem to be the toughest division in football, you have to look at the guys in the division. And you can't win with the worst quarterback in your division. And they, in theory, could have that with Jared Goff. That is no longer the case with Matthew Stafford. Sometimes it's as easy as who's the guy under center in devising who is a playoff team in seriously and who's not so where is Matthew Stafford in of the four teams in the he's, NFC West he's the number two quarterback in the division at the moment in my opinion oh, um wow. I think Kyler Murray can be that guy but I still need to see more from him like I, I I'm not I love Kyler Murray's upside I listen Kyler Murray is my dynasty fantasy league quarterback that's how much I believe in him but you know as far as winning games I feel like that's a little different than putting up numbers and I well, think that's he's what more Matthew capable. Stafford's been about. Right. But he's played say, for the doodooest franchise the in the entire sport. I understand that. I got it. I but uh, but again, <laughs> as great as he has been statistically as an individual, that has not equated to wins. Now, is it all his right. fault? Of course not. No. Of course but not. But the Rams have have overachieved because of their quarter based on their quarterback position. I don't know. The Lions that. also overachieved based on their quarterback position. I really don't feel like the Rams But for different reasons. <laughs> Me neither. What's I, that? I, I really don't think the Rams overachieved because of their quarterback. I just don't think no, that's no, the no. case at all. They overachieved because of the lack of ability at the quarterback and position. And I'm going to say I disagree with that. Okay. We can continue this on the other side because we're way over the break and Greg's already text rap. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Speaking of credit, I feel like you'd need to take out credit for this thing I just saw now, dating back to 1987. So I saw this ad that popped up on Twitter that today was the anniversary of Top Gun being available on VHS tape, right? Like 1987, so it was a long time ago, right? And in the ad, the suggested retail price, you want to play Prices Right here? Do we have like Prices Right music? This I would love be the funny, Prices actually. Right. Laura, do we have, like, can you find... Just like some sort of prices right e type of music. I don't know if that, I mean, that was a, a very quick ask and it was on yeah. the fly. Come on down. You're the next it, contestant on the prices, right? It was unbecoming of me to do that to you, but I feel like this would be like a funny conversation. There you go. She got it. There we go. There so it is. Faith the suggested girl. retail price of the Top Gun VHS the day it was released on June, what is today? The 11th, mm -hmm. 1987, was what, Scott Kaplan? Let's see here. Um, okay, um, I will say sixteen dollars and ninety-eight cents, Bob. Okay, Clinton Yates. Low-key cheating because I remember this, but I will say nineteen ninety-nine. Okay, nineteen ninety-nine. Greg, do you remember when I said this story earlier? Uh, I don't. But I'm going to go one dollar, Bob. I do. One, and I didn't. Ooh, say one dollar. All right. Now that puts Laura move. in a compromising position because she cannot do the one dollar move. Um, Laura, what is the suggested retail price of the Top Gun VHS when it was premiered in 1987? I hate you, Greg. <laughs> it's the move. It is the move. He no, out maneuvered no, you. No, he no, did. no, no, no. He didn't, Laura. Think about it. Think about it for a second here. 
Well, no, there is one hey, more move. Hey, no, right. Yeah. There is one more move. Stop, stop it. Stop. There is no, no wait, 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 stop. <laughs> I, she, maybe, you know, maybe she doesn't watch the prices right, okay? I don't. Oh, there you go. There's one more so move there's here. one more move. So, right, so, so, here's so the Kaplan deal. picked 1698. Right. Clinton picked 1999. Correct. And then Greg picked a dollar. So yeah. there is one more move to be had that is like a trump card move. Do it, Laura. Do it. Which is the highest bid. Right. Just say 20 bucks. Uh, okay, I'll go with whatever Cap said, $20. Okay, $20. No, God! <laughs> the suggested retail price in 1987 of the Top Gun VHS tape when it was uh, put out to market was $26.95. So Laura is our winner. I knew the Thank price, and I Cap. didn't say it because I didn't want to cheat. Yes, I know you knew. Um, but tw- think about this. Yo, $26.95 in 1987, okay? So we're talking about 35 Paper. years ago. I That's a say- lot of money in today's terms. $25, by the way. That's what I was really going to go with. Okay. That's- I, well, I you, but you actually- didn't need to. You didn't okay. need to because if, if it was twenty four ninety nine and you would have said 25 you would have lost because you went over. So by saying $20, you now have everything above $20. Awesome. That was sneaky, Kaplan, that okay? Was, Y'all are just mad. Because the Family Feud dominator oh, stepped into the building, so y'all have to undercut it. me on the prices, right? I see how it is. I see how it is. Okay. And by the way, LZ is okay. already getting a lot of. Uh, there's a lot going on on Twitter here. People are saying, "Oh my God, Sedano and Kaplan, they're trying to sell out LZ. They're trying to take Clinton Yates on. They're trying to pass off LZ. Now LZ's getting upset. You know, I mean, it's just turning into a whole drama here. Okay, so if we just go for whatever the perceived inflation is, which in theory is uh, since 1987 to now is 137%. Mm -hmm. Now, I feel like that number is fudged, uh, but that is the number that the government goes by. I don't believe that in that number personally. I believe inflation is a lot higher. By the way, I believe inflation will continue to go a lot higher based on what we've just gone through and the printing of money and and et cetera, et cetera. Squawk box with George Sedano. Right, this is is the halftime report with George. Not to go too far into that. (laughs) However, that is how I feel. We can do a a Twitter spaces one day on that. We can do a Twitter spaces one day on... uh, You know, Squawk Box, Sedano, Finance, Halftime Show. But anyway, it's 137%, (laughs) which means that that VHS tape, if you bought it today, would be worth $63.86. You would not buy a movie. Would you buy a movie for $64, basically? Well, this is a VHS tape. Well, here's the thing, is that when you... Go ahead, yeah, Clint, sorry. If you this. take the nostalgia factor in, it might be worth more. Right. In other words, you might go on eBay right now and it might be more. Yeah. Right, you know, so that's the nostalgia element is a difficult one to gauge in that scenario. Yeah. But okay, but if I told so you that, right I think now, you're right to that point, George. If, if, if I told you right now, you could, you know, you could buy a movie, mm-hmm. right, at your house, right today, you know, on HBO Max or whatever Netflix or whatever you want to do, yeah, and you could watch it at your home, and would you pay sixty four dollars for said movie? I have a hot take here. Yes, I would. A first-run movie that I could watch in my home the night of release without having to deal with the crowds and so forth, that's probably no, the no, but max not released. exact this is number not, I'd pay. Not the first release because the first release was already I know. I'm saying a different point here. Right. I'm just saying that like that's the number that it would take for me. That's probably about as high as it could get. If I knew that there was a movie that me and my family wanted to watch and we didn't have to go anywhere and we could all watch it in terms of whoever I invited over, 65 bucks for a first-run movie, I probably would do if I really, really wanted to see the movie. You know what's funny about this? I, I'm actually sitting here thinking to myself, would I pay $65 for a movie? For, you know, first out right away, I can get it and I can get it at my house. Would I pay $65? And my answer, my initial thought is, no, I wouldn't pay $65 for a movie. But then I thought to myself, wait a second, moron. You're the same guy that's going to pay on Saturday night however much it costs, 50 bucks, to watch YouTubers fight TikTokers, okay? I'm the same guy that, even though I wouldn't pay for it, wanted to watch Floyd Mayweather against Logan Paul. So, right. I, I'm I'm willing to watch this stuff. I, I wasn't willing to pay for the Mayweather thing, but I will pay for TikTokers versus YouTubers in boxing matches on pay-per-view. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Um, Anybody else going to do that? Anybody else going to pay for a TikToker YouTuber fight? No. That's what I'm paying for actual movies made by film professionals. Yeah. That's my point. The, which yeah. are, the value there is the convenience of not having to leave the crib. 
You know what I'm saying? If you're not, if like if I'm gonna go to the movie theater by the bar, if the movie theater is near my house are now back open. Sidebar: yes. People yes. are attending. Very yes. weird to me, but something I would not consider doing. Something I wouldn't be completely against if it was like 10:30 a.m. on a Tuesday and I knew nobody else was gonna be in there. <laughs> but if it were like you know, I don't know. I mean, if it were a movie that was only gonna otherwise be in the movie theaters and not on one of these streaming services $65 would be a cheap night out at the movie theater in before times you know what I mean if you had a bunch of people so yeah I think that's a I mean, reasonable George, price George 27 bucks for a VHS tape back in 1987 it's a lot remember this this thing came it was probably really nicely dressed up in a in a really nice like uh VHS box. envelope box right yeah you know yeah. And, it's a and night full had, of family fun. Yeah, plastic all wrapped in it, you know, and you go into Blockbuster and you'd be like, damn, man, 26 bucks. But if you rent it and you bring it back late and you don't rewind the tape, you might be in for close to $25. You know, back in the day, you had to rewind the tape or they you did have to rewind you for the it. tape. Although the, I believe the fee was like a dollar or something like that. Well, it was not. Well, it was I not never 20. remembered. And then they put it on cents. that machine. Yeah. How much was it? 75 cents where I yeah. used to go rent really? VHS. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and pre-Blockbuster Video, I was all in on the mom and pop video store. Oh, they were great back in the yeah. day. I mean, this yeah. is pre-Blockbuster. That's right. You yeah. had to be careful with them, though. Why? Because one time we, I told Greg this story, we tried uh, renting Dennis the Menace. Mm-hmm. And somehow we ended up with the Don't Be a Menace. In South Central. Oh, so great we film were, we, in African-American history, by the by. And, right. uh, okay. But not if you seen, expected Dennis the Menace, right. the family car, you know, right. movie. And yeah, because that was the mom, opposite. Exactly. So we were like so into it as kids. We're like, yeah, right. This is like not what we were expecting, but we loved it. And my mom walks in mm. when I think it's uh, they were sucking on her toes with the honey. Hey, now. And, and the <laughs> scene. <laughs> my mom's like what the in spanish obviously yeah. are you bleeping blah 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 bleep 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 right? right and we're like it's dennis she's like that is not what i paid for yeah so you just had to be mm. careful and was yeah. it dennis the menace in translation the if you will mm-hmm. yeah was that yeah. the walter <laughs> mathow like old guy dennis the menace you were trying to find i mean i i don't remember exactly yes which dennis that's yes. Exactly. it was like a dennis yeah. the menace live action movie yeah yes. it was just yeah. whatever yeah. as kids we wanted to watch and we ended up with that yeah uh so anyhow you know, we've talked a lot about Dennis the Menace on the Lakers. Uh, mm. Let's talk about Dennis the Menace, not Dennis the Menace on the Lakers. Let's talk about the Lakers. Let's talk about Kyle Kuzma real quick. So there is a rumor that has been reported. Um, and look, none of this should surprise anyone that the Lakers have, quote unquote, according to this report, grown tired of Kuzma's inconsistencies and he will be put on the trade block. Look, I think that everyone not named LeBron and AD is probably going to be potentially on the trade block this offseason. I think that is a fair assessment, Scott Kaplan. I think you're right. Um, let me ask both of you guys this question since we're all consumed now with the family feud. 100 people surveyed, top seven answers are on the board, and if the question was, should Kyle Kuzma be traded, how many people in 100 would say yes? We'll answer that on the other side, plus we'll play Would You Rather next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Christopher, Gregory, what do you have? All right, so we're going to start this way. I was, I think this is perfect for right now, especially since Laura was just saying, all right, Sedano's not there yet. Go, go, go. And But then you ended up having to get there right at the last second. So would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early, Sedano? Oh, I mean, I don't feel like I'm ever 10 minutes late. So, um, no. No. yeah, I, I would say I'm very punctual. Like, if you tell me I've got 90 seconds, I'll be there in 90 seconds. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, I mean, one out of 100, maybe I won't, but I'm pretty good at that. Um, so I would rather be 20 minutes early. That's my, if I, that's my personal preference because there's no stress in 20 minutes early. I'm with you on that. I had a, I had a college coach, and he told me the very first day, I have three rules. And I'm like, okay, coach, I'm listening. What are the three rules? I'm going to write them down. What are the rules? Mm-hmm. Don't be late. Yeah. Don't be late. Don't be late. Ah. Those are the three rules. 
Gotcha. And I'm telling you right now, I hate to be late because I hate to waste other people's time because yeah. I hate when people do it to me. Yeah. So I would rather always be 20 minutes early. Yeah, I, I have a similar feeling, which is that it's not that I wasting other people's time is obviously not something I want to do, but wasting my own time is a large part of why I don't like being late to things, which is that if I get somewhere early, I can do other things. I can occupy myself. I can get some, you know, some, some notes, some late night filings, as Alex Ovechkin used to say in the Sports Center commercials in. Like, I, I can handle that. By being late, I'm sort of wasting my own time by not being prepared, and I hate that. All right, next. All right, Scott. Yes, sir. Um, so with the pandemic, all of the traffic is starting to change, and we're all starting – the traffic is starting to come back now. In a big way, huge way. In a big way. It is all starting to come back, and I get stuck in it. Laura gets stuck in it all the time. It's a, it's a lot. So would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Ooh. Never have to stand in line again. Now that's, that's interesting. Both that's of them are big wastes of time. Yeah. Yes. Because, one of them yeah. is for safety, although, yeah. and the other one is just, <laughs> you know, because a place happens to be frequented. So. Yeah. You know what's really become irritating is the grocery store lines. Anybody else having grocery store crazy ass lines, man? Long lines. Okay. I'm going to just go with this. I would rather have green lights throughout life. I, that, that just sounds good. Like everywhere I go is green. No red, no yellow. Everywhere I go is just green. So I'm going to go with green lights. I got to say for myself, I don't, I don't do a whole lot of waiting in lines. You know what I mean? Like if something's got a line, I'm probably going to bypass the product. That's just kind of how I operate these days between the apps and between, I don't know, what I feel is my personal level of busyness. Like there's not a lot of things that I'm just going to sit there and be like, yep, I'll just wait here and look at a bunch of other humans dead in the face until it's time for this product to be available. I can't think of the last time I even did that. Man, um, so I will go with I'd rather never wait in sure. line um, because I've done – I've looked this up just now, mm-hmm. and you will spend – the average person when you start driving at 15 or 16 years old, mm-hmm. uh, you will spend 122 days or about four months of your light, uh, at, life excuse me, at a red light, okay? Wow. So – but how long you will wait in line, the average person will spend 10 years standing in line over a lifetime. Wow. So because of that, four months, 10 years, I'm taking off 10 years off my wait time mm-hmm. in life and have fun. So there you go. So it'll be waiting in line or taking off waiting in line. Laura? So I was debating because I drive a lot. So the question is any line, all lines, Greg? Yes. All of them. You go straight to the front all day. The lines. Because you know when you're trying to get to a restaurant and get seated or get a drink. You skip. You've got the fast pass for life. Oh, yeah. I'm taking the lines, baby. Never I will stop at them red lights all day. Yeah, because you know what? Stopping at the red light, I can, you know, maybe I want to change the radio station. Right? Like, there's Mm -hmm. things I can do in those 75 seconds between lights. Not crash. I don't know when I would ever pick my nose if I wasn't at a red light. There you go. There's that, too. But that is crazy. So you spend. 122 days at a red light in your life and you spend 10 years waiting in line so that's the biggest Jeez, difference that's yep. terrible wow that there is ter- by the way anytime you see a line next time you see a line think about that how much of your life are you giving away because if you're going to give away 10 years of your life standing in line you see that line don't do it don't stand in it there's only one place cap i will do it for tell me disneyland yeah. I will wait. You can keep my life. But imagine yep. if you had a fast pass for life. How great would that oh, be? Oh, I know. What a I'm life hack that, that is. That's dope. Yeah. But yeah, Disneyland owns me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. La- last one, Greg. Go ahead. All right, Clinton. We had a really sweet moment in the breaks with uh, Sedano and his kid a little bit earlier in the show where his son, Mateo, came up and wanted to take a picture with him. It was, it was a very cute moment between the two of those. We don't He's a big selfie guy, guy, this kid. He took it with daddy's phone, phone, from what right. I recall. Yeah, all, with daddy's we were all phone. eavesdropping right. on the whole situation. Yeah. You don't get very many of those with Sedano, so I thought it was pretty sweet. But So I ask you this, Clinton. Would you rather go back to age five with everything you now know or now know everything your future self will learn? Okay, I would wait, much wait, wait, rather now know everything my future self would learn. Only because, like... Things are okay. I'm talking trash to my friends on the radio, <laughs> looking out over. You know what I mean? The gorgeous, like you know, like I, there's no way in the world that 
I would go back to anything I had to deal with versus knowing more based on where we already are. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not the way I look at things. But I'm also kind of the person, the kind of person where, like, somebody would be like, oh, my God, can't you can't you can't believe that that was like 15 years ago? I'm like, dude, if you told me it was 40 years ago, I would have believed you. If things happened yesterday, they might as well happen forever ago to me in some ways. And so, like, I'm a moving forward person in that regard. Can you just go through the would you rather? It's it's would you rather sure. go back to five years so, old? So so basically, yes. would you rather continue your life knowing everything that's going to happen in the future, or would you rather restart your life knowing everything that you know now? Yeah, correct. I'm gonna go with restart, and it's because I don't think I want to know everything that's going to happen in my future from here. Um, so if I restart and I know everything that I already know then I can make some adjustments along the way versus being here where I am now and going forward and knowing what the book is going to be. You know, I already know what the, the details are. I'm, I'm going back to being a kid. I'm going back to five. See, I, I would go back to five for a number of different reasons, okay? And I say this as someone who has, you know, lost a parent, right, and lost, like, are there things that I could have done differently to maybe prevent some of these things from happening? I believe that even if it's a subtle conversation, I believe I could have prevented some of the things from my dad's health deteriorating. Um, and I just was afraid at that stage of my life in you know, 20, 21, 22, to like confront my dad about stuff because it just, you know, he's still your dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like I would want to do that based on that. And then clearly there are a lot of things I've learned to this point in my life at 43 years old that I could benefit from individually as well. But I think it's more of a relationship thing and longevity thing about the people that I love. Like, I'll give you an example. And I'm not trying to be a downer here. But no, like, I get it. I, I, you know, they're not only my dad, one of my groom, the groomsmen in my wedding, a dude that I've known for 30 years died from COVID. And, this, yeah. and and yeah. I I wish I could have told him, like, bro, trust me when I tell you the way you're thinking about this, you're being a little too cavalier. You know what I mean? And, like, he right. could have listened. Um, so, yeah, all those things. I would rather start over because I feel like you could correct some of the potential wrongs. Now, maybe there are new, a new set of wrongs that pop up, right? But I, I still feel like at least the people that I love in my life, I could protect them perhaps in a way I couldn't, you know, the way, as the way it turned out well, yeah and if you start all over again think about how you could be an early adopter of bitcoin you could oh my god bitcoin i could have bought bitcoin when it was on like the dark web right for right. god's you sake could, you could have mined it yourself i could have been the the winklevi basically the winklevi not the winklevi yeah i could have been the winklevi i could own gemini right now it would be george georgian georgian yeah basically yes <laughs> Biftan or virgo because right i'm there. a virgo not gemini there you go yeah so there you have it. But well, yeah, I would rather go back for those reasons specifically. All right, that's enough for that. That is what you rather. We play that every day at 530. All right, so real quick on Kuzma. Let's finish that conversation up. Um, All right, the question was, yes. if 100 people were asked, should the Lakers trade Kyle Kuzma, mm -hmm. what percentage of fans polled, this is just a guess, would say, yes, you should trade him, no, you should not trade him? What percentage? Ooh, if I had to guess, yeah. now look, if I'm basing it just simply based off like what I see on social media, yeah. um, I would say an overwhelming amount, probably like 65 to 70. Okay, Clinton, take a guess here. I would say even higher than that. I would say 85. Okay. Let me tell you guys that on a website, um, send a shout out to LakersNation.com. You guys familiar with LakersNation.com? They're running a poll on the homepage of their website. Should the Lakers trade Kyle Kuzma? 72.8% say yes, 14.8% say no, and 12.4% say depends. LakersNation.com. George, overwhelming. 72, almost 73% okay, of fans polled say yes, trade Kyle Kuzma. Hold on, but if you add the 12% that could be swayed to yes, you get closer to my number. As right, you could be, right, let's poll. just say half of that, it could be almost 80, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right. yeah that's, that's extremely high. Well, that's what fans certainly think. I mean, again, you, it's it's super simple. You just read it. You're like, should the Lakers trade Kyle Kuzman? You're looking at this poll, and you're like, yes, no, depends. And then you immediately decide to click on one of them. I clicked yes. 72.8% right now say trade Kyle Kuzma. I think, I think everybody not named AD and LeBron Clinton are basically on the market. 
Now, whether they can actually, um, if that can actually fetch them an, uh, the type of player they would want or players they would want, we'll have to wait and see. But it's uh, it's it's a tough question. I was discussing this with, of course, Family Feud champion Mr. Sliwa the other day on this very network, which is the once you. I'm joking, but once you start moving people, as we saw last off season. That hamster wheel goes pretty quickly. And some of those moves that were made last season from a team that was a championship team to this season just plain did not work out. And so you at some point have to realize, well, you have to think about, well, at what point do we want just certain guys on our roster to improve? Or what point do we want to trade them? I don't know that Kuzma is in the we can just let him improve phase. We have to trade him. But I also don't know what kind of things that puts into motion for the rest of some of these guys that are opt, you know, that have options up or what have you in terms of their availability to the rest of the league. I don't know where that puts the Lakers overall. There's a relatively slippery slope once you decide that Kuzma's got to go. Because at that point, well, yeah, you're right, George. Anybody else can go to. Oh, I would I would agree one thousand percent, George, that that other than LeBron and AD, everybody is available to be moved. And, you know, I, I, I know it's just become cliche. It's everybody other than LeBron and AD. But I'll tell you honestly, like I'm really down on AD and I and I could okay. the whole thing could switch let, next let, year. But tell us why. Tell us why you're down on him on the other side. Plus the college football playoff may be giving a life raft to the Pac twelve and USC specifically. We'll get into that coming up in just a few moments. Stick around for that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel banger it is totally a banger super banger now i've heard rumors my sources are telling me that since we were talking about karaoke go to karaoke songs yesterday that this could be your go-to karaoke song yes this is my go-to karaoke song for two reasons number one the previous stated banger status number two I'm a firm believer that group slash posse cuts slash duets are the way to go in karaoke because I'm, oh, not that is people, true. I'm not one of these people that believes that karaoke is American Idol. I'm one of these people that believes that karaoke is there for fun. And when you have a two to three person song with choruses, verses in which everybody can get involved, that's the move. That's why Run This Town works on a lot of levels for me. Okay, now you want to let, let us give Clinton so that he can adjudicate here because he wasn't here yesterday, but all of our karaoke songs. George, tell Clinton you, your karaoke go-to. Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock, It Takes Two. That's a strong go-to. Right now, that's a Berman, strong go-to because what people tend to forget is that people act like, oh, if you're rapping, it's easier. Uh, no, okay? Greg says that. Greg called yeah. it a cop, he called it a cop, it's a cop out. out. Right? So it's a cop oh, no, out. no, 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 no. I said it was. This was more so. I'm being misconstrued. It's more mm-hmm. so about. Oh, this Sedano. is a, this is a McVay situation. Yes, yes. It was more about. Now, Sedano Laura, did he not use the word? It was a cop out. He said yeah, cop out. Yeah, yeah. I actually listen. Let me let me explain. I said to you. Well, he explained. I will find receipts. Okay, that's fine. You said, Sedano, that I like it better because it's mostly just talking. And I said, that's a cop-out. It wasn't about the song. It wasn't about the genre. Yeah, there's no melody per se to it. This is said like a dude who sucks at rapping in public. Sorry. I mean, come on. It's not not that easy, bro. Like, just because it's a rap song. You got to be on beat. Yeah. Yeah. Play the song. I'll do it. I'll do it right now. I'll I'll just do the first verse because that's the one I know by memory. The first thing that makes it more difficult when rapping a song in karaoke is knowing the words. I also happen to be a believer that, like, if you get up in karaoke and you actually have to read the words, you should not be singing the song. That's right. That's That's another opinion of mine. Yes, you need to know the words. Yes. 
All right, let's yeah. hear what George got. Let's let's take a listen to George's work here. My God, Freestyle Fridays is this just we're doing a, is this? this. Just a but is this the actual song, or is this the instrumental? Oh. Do you have a backing track? This is an important question. Yeah, is this the song or the bed? Well, if it's the bed, even bed. better, because then you can really. <laughs> no, no, I think it's going to get there. It's just a long lead up. I, I put what's in the you. system. This is a disaster waiting to happen. No, it's not. This is a He's genius actually really waiting good. to happen. This is brilliance. Come on, George. Uh. Well, but I got to get to the... I want to hear uh. when the beat starts. Yeah. Oh, here we go. No, this is not. This is just a bed. This is the instrumental. Yeah, this is not like the actual song. Because we're 16 Oh, there he goes. In. Right now. I'm Rob Bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious because I'm the winner. No, not a loser. To be an MC is what I choose. Uh, ladies love me. Girls adore me. I mean, even, even the, ones the ones who, who never, never saw, never me, saw like, me. The right? way that I rhyme at a show. The reason why, man, I don't know. So let's go, cuz. Uh, yeah. That was pretty good. Not bad. That was better. That was better than I thought for the situation you were in, considering rapping on the radio is a low-win prospect. That was a good job, George. I am Thank very, you. very happy with that. See, you have to know the words. That's the key, though. Yes, right? that, no, but cannot... George, see, you nailed my whole point. Right. You have to know the words. Otherwise, you're reading, and that's not singing. You know, right. that's, those are two different things. Yeah. See, I just now, if we got George. to verse two, yeah. I would probably have to read, but I know verse one by memory. What's the this is where of verse the group two? factor comes in. You only really have to know one verse, you know? The Kanye verse on Run This Town, yes. crushable by yes. a lot for your boy. So, Anybody yes. know the first words of the second verse, though? I, I, I don't know the first words of the second verse. Anybody? Clinton, can you help I us? I mean, if I heard them, I probably would know the rest of the verse, but I can't yeah. remember them off top because that song is 35 years old. Oh, we're mm -hmm. talking about Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock? Yeah, second Yeah, yes. we talked about it yesterday. This, uh, the second the verse second starts, verse. my name is Rob. I got a real funky concept. Listen I up because I want idea. you to step in. I got an idea like that I want to share. You don't you like, like it, it, so what? So I don't care. I don't care. I'm number one. Number uno. like come. They bring all the suckers, and I don't know. I'm back. All I want to hit hat. No, no, that, no, that's not what it says, actually. That's not It's just really. you just mumbling now. Right, yes. right, because yeah. I didn't know the words, so I right. mumble rap. Right, yeah. yeah. I chose American happen? Girl, Clinton. American Girl from Tom Petty, because unlike everybody else who thinks they need to be on American Idol, okay, and they need to get up there and try and sing some Adele, I just go with Tom Petty because he couldn't sing, so you can't tell that I can't sing. And that's the kind of okay. song that, that even if you can't sing, you can almost sound like you can sing. I don't hate that. That's a good. That's a good way to, to. I mean, that's a good way to cover the tracks. To me, karaoke is just personal entertainment. You know what I mean? You don't need to be the most talented person. You just got to be the person that makes everybody else smile and or laugh and Correct. or sing along with you. Yes, which is key. Yes. That's a key skill when you're in karaoke. Yes. Maybe we should do Sweet Caroline. Like that would be like the easiest karaoke song ever because everybody would be into it. But I don't feel good about that. I feel slimy. You know, like I didn't give you my best. Like you're that's cheating. All. Right, yeah. cheating. That's everybody right. who. Is the question I would say to that. Yes. Uh, real quick, Cap, AD, you said yes. you're down on AD. I am Because we were talking about AD. everyone's up for a trade, not named LeBron, or everyone but LeBron and AD, and you said that you're down on AD. Not that you're trading AD, but that you're down on him. Let me just say this, and maybe I'm alone. I'm, a, I'm on an island all by myself. Or maybe there's a whole bunch of other people out there that are kind of like me, that you knew Anthony Davis in school for the short period of time that he was there. You knew about the unibrow, but the years in New Orleans didn't even exist. I mean, this was not part of my consciousness. Mm -hmm. So now I'm focusing in on Anthony Davis over the last couple of years with the Lakers. Year one, uh, big important part of the team winning the championship, the huge three at the end of the playoff game, um, you know, game-winning shot, and, and the Lakers win. This year, from the very beginning, he wasn't right, and – and I watched all year long, and, and I got to say, he's on the floor way too much. He's got to learn to stay on his feet. LZ and I debate about this all the time. He's like, you're way wrong. He doesn't absorb hits. He, he flies through the air. He goes to the ground. He's learned how to be graceful about it. I disagree. I think that he's going to continue to get hurt because he's always on the ground. And honestly, I, I'm down on AD because I feel like I don't believe that he's going to be able to be healthy. And going forward in the next four years of his contract, when we talk about is he going to be the number one, 
I don't know that he's going to be available to be a number one. And even if he was fully healthy, I'm not even sure that he is a number one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not as high on everybody. Uh, I'm not as high on AD as everybody else is. If you had the choice, George Sedano, what's the, what, how many more years left does he have on his contract? He just signed the five-year extension. Five years. Okay. No, the reason I say that is this. If you said you could only have him fully healthy for one more season and you knew you'd have a chip versus the chances you take not knowing that for the next five, which would you take? Okay, so if I know I'm going to get him at least healthy for one year and win a championship, guaranteed. Yeah, but I'm saying no, one max. Like, you get 82 games plus a chip out of AD. Okay. Or? Or you roll the dice with the next five total seasons, not knowing how many games you're going to get a year, nor that you're necessarily going to get a chip, with the possibility that you could get more than one. Oh, this is, this is like a very hard would-you-rather situation. I would, right take the, I would take the one because I know that that one will be with LeBron. And you and know I that you already that- have one, too. And that's the thing, Kaplan, right. where I yeah. think it's a little bit unfair to be that critical about AD. Dude, they got one. You know what I'm saying? Who's the last time they got one? You know what I mean? That's not exactly coming around town like it used to in Los Angeles. And I get what your point is in terms of, like, maybe this season has been up and down. But you can do that when you actually won a title and you were the reason why, most importantly, in my personal opinion. I totally understand what you're saying. But I think that he's already cashed himself in for a lot, considering what he was asked to do when he came here. So you're saying that the contract that he's already signed, which is the one that will start this upcoming year, or was this year one of it, George? Was this year one of five? I think this was year one of five. So, yes. so you're saying that he won the championship last year. They rewarded him with a five-year contract. He, as I recall, said the reason I decided to take the money rather than kind of wait it out is because of my own history. So I'll take the sure thing because I'm not positive about my body. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that, look, I'm not, it's not personal. Like, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm saying that I'm concerned that the way Anthony Davis plays, he's bound to be dealing with serious injuries and missing a lot of time. And, that, and that's my biggest concern about Anthony Davis. He's on the floor all the time. You're a big man, long limbs, um, big heavy body, lots of pressure beating up on the ankles and the knees and the hips. Okay, shout out Dr. Clapper. I'm just saying that he got to stay up. He's going to continue to get hurt going to the ground. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I don't disagree. I just I think what I would say to that is if you when you signed him and you said you're guaranteed one over the course of the whole thing and you didn't necessarily know what it was going to be, you know, you'd have been like, you know what? Okay, reasonable. It happened to happen in year one. But going forward, you have to keep that in mind. They still won a championship with him and he was a huge part of it. Yep, but the injuries right. last uh, year. Kaplan, hold it. We're, we're way over the break. Else. Just yeah, finish ahead. it on the other side. Finish go it on ahead. the other side. Um, because I, I, I actually agree with both of you a little bit, but we can do that on the other side. Plus, the college football playoff system has given a big boost to USC and the Pac-12. We'll discuss that on the other side as well. 710 ESPN. Back in 90 seconds.